This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Really glad Rachel uh, thanked David because I was going to do it. So <laughs> bought me a couple of minutes. Um, but really, no, like, it just enabled us to, to do what we were doing because we didn't have to think where we needed to be or where we were going next because we just followed David. It was just amazing <laughs> what we're doing. And it didn't go to David. David had it all planned and listed where we were going to be at this time, where we were going to be at that time, and it didn't all go exactly as that, but we had confidence that we knew what we were doing. So um, if you're wondering why is Paul stood up on the stage, don't worry, because I'm wondering the same thing. <laughs> now, I've been asked to, uh, to speak to you this morning about um, different ways that we can hear from God. So that's what I'm going to do. So first of all, I thought not everybody knows me, or some people know me, might not know me that well, so I'll do a little introduction uh, for those that don't know me. So uh, my name is Paul. I'm married to the lovely Natalie. And so I haven't always lived in Derby. I'm not from Derby, you may know that. Um, so I'm from a town called Wigan, which is in the northwest of England. And I moved down here nearly 15 years ago um, to get married to, to Natalie. So if I'm here, that's the short, abridged version. And we have a longer version of how I ended up in Derby. Um, you can chat to us about that later if you want to. Um, so what else do I do? So when I'm not in church, uh, I work um, for a living. I'm a materials buyer for a construction company, which is a really exciting job. But people were asking me when we're in Gothenburg, they're like, oh, so what do you do? I'm like, uh, buy materials for a construction company. Oh, so you buy bricks? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Amongst other things, it's not terribly exciting. Um, so yeah, there was, there's lots of building going on in Gothenburg, so I was having a little look. Uh, and then when I'm not at work, so what do I like to do? So hobbies, um, I love to run. Any, anybody that's got me on Facebook will know this because I post all my runs on Facebook. Just so you know, I've been running. People can keep check on me. So that's I like to run. Um, I like to listen to a lot of music. Always listening to music when I'm running or when I'm doing something. Um, I've always listened to music. I love music. Um, and me and Natalie love to chill out of an evening watching TV or watching films. We love that. So that's a little bit about me. The films, TV, music and running is kind of a little bit important because it'll come, it'll come back later in the, uh, as, I'm, as I'm talking. So if you don't know already, this is not my comfort zone at all. Um, being up here, I'd rather be, well, doing something else, sat there listening to somebody else than, than up here speaking. It's not my favourite place to be. Um, I'm fine showing a, a word or something from the front, and you'll have seen me do that, but to get up and speak in front of the church for kind of half an hour or however long is not really my uh, favourite place to be. So I'm not in my comfort zone at all. Um, and I'd probably rather stand here with some random names or numbers that I felt God's given me and just go for that. Um, than, than actually speak about things. And, you know, we'll, we'll do a little bit of that later. So uh, I'll put that out there now so I don't forget and so that I don't chicken out later on. So 
as you can probably tell, when I'm in this kind of situation, I normally make a little fun of myself, do myself down a little bit, say, you know, as I've already said, you know, what am I doing up here? People are thinking, why am I here? I'm thinking the same thing. And that's the kind of way I deal with it, but it's not really helpful. Um, like I said, I've been asked by the church to do this. I've done this before. Um, I feel it's what God's, what I'm speaking about now is, is what God's called me to do, is to discuss and help people hear from God for themselves. It's what me and Natalie are trying to do. Um, it's what we're trying to build in the church and help people with that. So um, I shouldn't actually you know, do myself down because if it's what God has called me to do, then it's what I should do. Um, but because of my history, personality, that's the way I tend to lean and I've got to stop doing that. So um, I have to try and act with confidence about this. Um, there's a very helpful uh, book that I read uh, by a guy called Phil Wilfew and it's called Developing Prophetic Culture. And he actually devotes a whole chapter to this kind of subject of, of doing yourself down. Um, and he, he said it's, well, he, he entitles it The Rudder on Your Ship. And he's talking about the tongue um, and how we shouldn't speak negatively about ourselves because, you know, the, the power of, of the tongue is, is very powerful. If we're speaking negative over ourselves or over others or over situations, then we can actually, you know, become what we're speaking over ourselves. In the same way, if we're speaking positivity and we're speaking God's life, God's word over situations, then also that can make those situations become that. So we have to be really careful about how we speak about ourselves and others. Um, and we don't necessarily need to accept what others say. So in um, James uh, chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, it says, Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. So that's quite hard, quite hard hitting, but that is the power of the tongue. So, like I said, we just need to be really uh, careful how we, how we use it. And um, when I was reading this book, I identified with it quite a lot because um, Phil mentions that he was verbally bullied at school, um, and I was too. And I, I took, I listened to those words that were spoken over me by so-called friends, and you know, I started to to believe them. I thought, well, yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm rubbish. Maybe I'm not worth to do this, or you know, you just you just take those words on when they're constantly coming at you. Um, and it took a long time for me to kind of shake that off. And it's still, you know, if, I, if I'm not watching what I'm doing, or if I'm not thinking it, it's my default thing that I can go to. I can very quickly fall back into that. And that's just not, not right. It's not what God wants for me. And so it took a long time of, you know, Natalie is my biggest supporter. Um, and she's always telling, encouraging me and, you know, that I can do this, you can do that. And um, so it took a while to just build that confidence up. So um, don't do yourself down. Um, don't do the false humility thing that, oh, I'm not that good. You know, if, if, if God's blessed you or if you're good at something, then it's okay, as long as we're not going the other way and boasting, 
it's okay to, to say, yeah, okay, I am, thank you. You know, if somebody gives you a compliment, say thank you. Receive it, and that's fine. We don't have to go, oh, no, don't compliment me. No, I'm, just, I'm just a nobody. I'm just doing a little bit of things. You know, if, if, if it's deserved, then, then it's fine to take it. Um, so I love um, using the prophetic gift that God has given me and, you know, using it and giving a word to someone and they're responding and saying, oh, yeah, you know, thank you for that. God really spoke to me through that word. is really encouraging, and, it, and you do get a bit of a, a, bit of a buzz. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, Gothenburg last week, we were showing a lot of things, a lot of positive feedback, and you do get a buzz about that, and you can very quickly, you know, you've got to guard against that, that you're going to all of a sudden say, oh, you know, I've got two or, things, two or three things right now, whatever I say, it's going to be correct, and you start going around giving out words to loads of people. You know, you've got to be really careful. So, but it is okay to, to get that kind of Holy Spirit buzz from doing things. Um, you know, I love speaking God's love into people to um, help them see the gold and the treasure that's within their lives is, is a real um, privilege that God might use me to do that to, to other people is, is something that I don't, I don't know why. Um, God's given me that gift in. I don't know why he chose me out of other people. I know that it is a real privilege to have that, and I don't take it lightly, and I don't um, try and use it in a, in a, a way that's you know, disrespectful. So, um, at the end of the day, you know, it is God that is, that is doing this. It's for his glory, and it's not me. It's God just using me as the, as the mouthpiece, if you like. So... Right, so that's a little introduction, um, so I've done the introduction, I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about different ways we can hear from God, and then I'm going to share a couple of stories, a bit of my journey, and then at the end we'll see what God wants to, to do. Is that okay? Good. It's pretty tough if it's not okay. <laughs> Can't change it now. Um Right, so we we'll talk about the many different ways uh, we can hear God. Um, before that, I think it's worth noting that God loves to speak to us. I believe that God is speaking to us all the time. Um, it's just a case of whether we're listening and um, whether we're into the right frequency that God has for us. So I believe that um, not everyone hears from God in the same way. So each person is unique. We're all individuals. Uh, we know that God is creative God. And he's got loads of different ways that he will speak. We're going to look at a few of them now. So the key thing is that you need to, to find out what your frequency is. How does God speak to you? Um, and then we can tune into that frequency. Um, it's also worth noting that over time, your frequency may change. So a lot of people will, if we use the radio, talking about frequencies, a lot of people maybe will start off when they're younger listening to Radio 1. They're on Radio 1. And you certainly get to a certain stage in, in life where you're like, am I really cutting Radio 1 anymore? And people will switch on to Radio 2. <laughs> yeah? And then I guess you get, I'm, I'm not there yet. I, honestly, I don't listen to the radio. Um, if I'm in the car on my own, I've got my music on. Remember, I like music. So the radio doesn't always play the kind of music that I like. So 
But you get to a certain stage of life and you'll be on Radio 2 and then eventually you probably end up on Radio 4. Um, yeah, Adam's already there, see? <laughs> Different frequencies. Skip two. Skip two. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's fine. We've all got different frequencies. What I'm just trying to illustrate is that everyone will hear differently. And some of us will get to a certain frequency before others. That's fine. Right. So, um, so this is, the, I'm speaking, this is a lot about my story, so it's going to be different for other people. If I say something that you think, no, that's not me, that's fine. Like I said, we're all different. I'm just... All I can speak from is my experience and what I've read uh, in the Bible. So it, that is true for myself, that I, I have a frequency that God started using, uh, speaking to me through, and that was mainly pictures. Um, I was just getting lots and lots of pictures and showing those, and that was working, and then, you know, that's changing. I still get pictures, but now I get other stuff. Um, Natalie is a feeler. She gets feelings. And she feels things. Um, so, and I've started getting feelings because I was like, oh, I'm not, I don't get feelings. I'm a guy. <laughs> I don't feel stuff. Um, I just do stuff. But no, I've started getting, I've started getting feelings as well. Um, so it's just, you know, different ways and we're wanting to grow and develop. So let's have a look at uh, what the Bible says. So in 1 Corinthians 14, it says, um, right at the start, pursue love and strive for the spiritual gifts, and especially that you may prophesy. So, Paul's encouraging the church there to pursue um, spiritual gifts, but especially pursue prophecy. And that is not to discount, if I could spend the whole time just talking around this verse or this chapter, it's just full of, of stuff about the spiritual gifts, and it's just so good. And to read and see what Paul says about the spiritual gifts, because we can get very confused about them sometimes and, and where they fit and how to use them. So um, what I'm not saying is that prophecy is number one. What I am saying is Paul says you should eagerly desire them, especially that you may prophesy. So he puts an importance on it. Um, I believe um, that we can all hear from God. I believe that we can all bring some form of, of prophecy in, in one way or another. And we'll have a look a look at that in a little little while. Um, so, if if we should desire prophecy, we should desire hearing from God to say what is that prophecy, um, and it's got to come from God. If it comes from us, and we try and package it as as a prophetic, as we try and package it from God, but we're doing it out of our own knowledge or understanding, then that's not quite right so example I often use is that um, I could say I'm, I'm praying for Natalie and she doesn't do something in the home that I think she should or she, she's just not doing so I could start Natalie does she's very she's very good um, but I could start saying well, I think God's saying that you need to do this more I think God's saying that you, we need a, a more orderly house you know <laughs> if you've been to our house it's not orderly um, but you know what I mean. Do you get what I'm saying? That we could, if we're, if we're just, if we're not hearing from God. Now God could say that to me in some way. I don't think about an orderly house. That'd be a bit strange. But who knows? But God could say something to me for Natalie, and that's fine. Um, but what I am saying is that we 
can sometimes pray for friends or for a family. And because there's something that we feel they should be doing that not quite doing, then we could maybe, that could come into what we're praying. Um, and that's not always helpful. So, um, Sean Bolts, or Sean Bowles, as we, it is Sean Bowles, but I can't say it any, I have to say Sean Bolts. Um, he's an American guy. If you don't know who he is, YouTube him. Um, he's got some crazy, crazy uh, prophetic words that he does for people. He's just amazing. It's really inspiring. So check him out if you don't know who he is. Um, he likes to talk about how we share the mind of Christ um, and we can receive heavenly downloads from God for other people, for situations. Um, so he, he, he terms it as getting a peek into God's mind for, for a situation or for a person or even for ourselves. Um, and that we're in the same mind space of God. So that's uh, from Philippians 2. And that says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and of one mind. Do nothing go to selfish ambition or vain conceit, Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of, of the others. So, that's just talking about how we can show that mind space, the same mind of Christ. Um, so, in what ways does God like to speak to us? Uh, this is a bit where I have to have a disclaimer. I've got it written in bold because I did get pulled up on this thing on the first time I did this. So, uh, this is my disclaimer for this morning, or it might be one of many. Um, number one way that God speaks to us is through the written word. Okay, So I'm not standing up here this morning and discounting the Bible. That is the number one way. It's a living and active word. Okay, um, And that is the number one way that he speaks. So what I'm going to look at now is the different ways that God will speak to us. So I'm not discounting the Bible. I'm not forgetting about it. You know, it is so important, and I've come, going through this journey, I've come to know that this is so true, that I need to get a grip on what the Bible says about these matters, because I can't just go off like a loose cannon, firing things around, um, and not know what the Bible says about it. So I'm, I'm learning this as well, that it's so important that, you know, when we talk about, um, Natalie and I are doing... We do something in the church called Ignite, where we try and activate the prophetic in people, try and help them uh, learn how they can hear from God. And, um, you know, we like to talk about words of knowledge. Well, what's a word of knowledge? Um, people might not know. So, again, it's really good to look in the Bible. And we're doing a God Secrets course with some people at the moment, and there's a quiz. Each week there's a quiz, and it takes you through Bible passages. And it asks you, to guess, you've got four, not guess, <laughs> that's wrong, actually to look at the Bible passage and then you answer the question as to what it is. Do you think it's a word of knowledge, a prophecy, a word of wisdom and discernment, I think is the other one. So we, we've been looking at these and it's great and you know, me and Natalie have done this course and now we're doing it with some other people um, and I'm still getting them wrong because it is tricky. You know, I think there's a, there's a biblical or there's an there's a, there's a umbrella of, of the prophetic and we can kind of just shove everything under that umbrella. 
well, that's just a, that's just a prophetic word. That's just a prophetic word. But you know, there there is finer detail. There is levels to that um, that we that we can identify words more clearly. So, word knowledge, for example, in the Bible would be um, in John uh, chapter four, I believe, with Jesus and the woman at the well. Um, Jesus is chatting to this woman at the well. He's talking about living water, and she's like, "What are you on about? Where can I get this living water from?" And he says, I think he says, so we'll go and get your husband. And she's like, I don't have a husband. And then he, he, he reels off. No, you don't. You haven't got a husband. You know, you've had five or something. And, and the man that you're with now is not your husband. And, you know, this is stuff that she's like, what? How do you know this stuff? And that's, that was revealed to him by God. And that is what we would class as a word of knowledge. Because it's something that Jesus didn't know. He didn't know the lady. Um, and it was revealed to him by God. So... That's why it's good to, to know the Bible. Right, so let's have a look at the different ways um, that God speaks, um, hopefully with some biblical examples for you all. So um, the book I mentioned earlier, Developing a Prophetic Culture, um, Phil Wilthew in that book, he breaks it down into three categories, which are quite helpful. Um, so he has seeing, feeling, and hearing. Um, so seeing would incorporate pictures. So I mentioned earlier I get pictures. Probably still the number one way that God speaks to me. So a picture would be um, something in your in your mind's eye that just appears. Um, or also under that category, Phil puts um, having your attention grabbed by an object or a person. So often I will get this so commonly that um, I mean, we, me and Natalie had it last week in Gothenburg that this lady, I just saw her and she just, God just said, right, you know, he just highlighted her to me. It wasn't that she had a flashing arrow above her head or anything, but there was just something that God just said, right, there's something for her and, you know, we had something for her later. Um, or I'll be walking past a tree or, you know, when I'm running, um, as I said, I love to run. And you just you just see stuff and it just... Straight away, God gets your attention. You don't know why, so you just got to ask them what you what you want to say. So that's a really um, common way that God will speak to me. Sometimes I've stopped, um, which is a bit random. I used to go out walking um, from work at lunchtime and saw some uh, some trees have been cut down and the roots were just they're like they had been up, um, uprooted um, and the, these trees were just stacked up ready to be disposed of and God just felt there's something in that and I just had to stop and look at the look at the roots for a minute to see what God wanted to say so it's just having your attention grabbed and then just stopping and asking what God wants to say um, dreams there's there's loads of examples in the Bible um, of God speaking through dreams um, and this is something again that I've started to get um, Natalie will tell you I have, <laughs> I have some weird dreams um, had had a dream once that uh, Simon Cowell from the X Factor uh, came to to ask me to go and work for him and we went went to my we were in Derby and went to my actual place of work and he said I said I've got a job what can I, can I come Simon I've got a job and he's like no we'll go and sort it out and we went to my place of work and he sat me down and to sort it out I was going to go work for him that's just 
that's just random. <laughs> that, that wasn't from God. Because um, I'm not working for Sam Carl, I'm still at the same job. So, unfortunately. But other times, I'll get a dream and I feel there's something in it. Um, so, I'm learning to write things down, which is always a good tip that if you feel God's giving you something, just write it down. Um, I used to remember everything. I'd get something on a Tuesday, and I think that's for Sunday, and I just remember it in my head. And I'd be, and then I get to Sunday, and God, would go, oh, you remember that? But now I need to write stuff down. If it's, if I get something in the moment, I'll go with it. Um, but if if I feel God's giving me something, um, or if it's a dream, I'll write it down because you don't always know uh, the significance, or, or whether it's for now or for later. Um, so yeah, so that's dreams. And then um, another one that he puts under seeing is visions and uh, trances. This is always an interesting one when we start talk, standing up here talking about trances. Uh, but it is in the Bible, and it is from God. So I think the danger is that sometimes we can think, oh, you're talking about a trance. That's what people do when they're on drugs. Um, you know, that's what the New Age people do. That they're all they're all in in a trance, walking around not knowing what they're doing or anything. But, you know, if you read um, Acts 11, uh, verse 4 and 5, it says, Then Peter began to explain it to them step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. And then you'll know that passage, he goes on uh, to carry on describing what, what God was showing him. So... Um, it's interesting to, to just spend a bit of time on looking at this and trying to unpack it because um, things like New Age or other things have taken things like this from us um, and, you know, kind of corrupted it. The devil can only imitate and copy. He can't create. So he will, he will try and take some stuff that is godly, is, is from God, and he'll, he'll try and use it for, for not good. Um, but it's important, you know, to to understand where these things are uh, in the Bible, and that we shouldn't be afraid of them. So, uh, Sean Boltz talks about uh, trance happens when you're at a heightened spiritual awareness. You're more connected to God through the Spirit than you are to the world around you. It can be a dreamlike state when you're awake. So, again, maybe calling it a trance nowadays is not helpful, um, but it's still there in the Bible. Uh, did happen to Peter. And um, I think looking at that example, we can see that, you know, we've probably all been in that dreamlike state or just when God's just really, you know, you're not really focusing on what's around you. God's just really speaking to you or you're just feeling his presence so closely. So, um, like I say, it's important not to um, distance ourselves from it just because it's termed as a trance. Um, so he puts those under seeing. Um, so we've got feeling. Um, so I said earlier, uh, Natalie will get this often where she'll get a sense of um, what, how people are feeling or what people are going through as she's maybe praying for them or just as she sees them. Um, again, God will highlight something to them. Um, and I was, um, we were doing, as I said, we do at night where we try and activate the prophetic and, and we were doing this and I was praying 
uh, or giving a word, sorry, to someone. And um, I could feel myself getting emotional, which is not like me. I thought, what am I doing? What's going on here? Um, and as, as I'd finished delivering uh, what I thought God had for, for this person, they said, you know, they were feeling emotional as well. And, and there's the same emotion that we were both feeling. So it was, you know, it was me starting to to feel that. So that's what I'm still I'm still working through, but again, just open to, to feelings. So um, just to break it down a little bit, because feelings is a bit of a broad category. Uh, it can be impressions or burdens, so often linked with discernment. Often impressions grow over time, leading to concern. So you could you could pick up something, uh, you could discern something, that how someone's feeling, and then maybe that's just your uh, invitation then to ask God and to pray for them. Because um, it's not always the case where you're going to feel someone sad and you just go up to them and say, oh, you're feeling sad, aren't you? That's not necessarily going to help them. Um, so these are often kind of conversation starters, if you like, with God to say, right, this person's struggling, and what do you want me to do? How do you want me to deal with it? I'll pray for them and see where it goes. Um, intuition or perception, which are strong feelings out of the blue that we can get. Um, again, it's just learning that that could be from God. It's not always going to be from God, but that could be from God. Um, what do you want me to do with this, this feeling? It could be um, to get you kind of out of danger, maybe. Uh, or it could be for another person. And then we get um, also under feelings is bodily reactions. Um, feeling of heat in certain places or feeling of pain in certain places. This can be linked to a, a word of knowledge for healing. So often some people will talk about having a pain in their leg that they know there's nothing wrong with the leg, but they've got a pain in it. Um, why have I got a pain in my leg? Is there somebody here that needs prayer for that? So again, um, if you're getting random feelings or if you just get hot, uh, maybe you're getting hot hands or you're getting a hot part of your body, that could be linked to, to somebody that needs healing in that, in that area of their body. So that's just one to, to pay attention to. And then hearing. So, um, so this can be actual words. It can be the audible voice. So I've not had this yet, um, but I know people have where you actually hear something audibly and you're like did you hear that and other people are like no um, but you can hear God kind of as you would another voice um, I think from my experience definitely more often um, it's the internal voice in your head it can be the internal voice um, of God so I don't I guess everybody's the same there's always something going through your mind um, that, that voice conscious whatever you want to call it, um, but God also speaks that way. So this is the thing that where we can um, struggle to identify, is it God or is it myself? Because it just feels like yourself that's talking. Um, so I get that a lot as well. Um, and then the other, the other thing that he puts under hearing would be uh, visitations from angels. Uh, again, lots of examples in the Bible, um, that, uh, that we'll all know about of angels coming to visit people and, and passing on a message from, from God. Um, so that's kind of a very brief and broad overview of, of different ways in which God speaks. Like I said, we could 
um, spend a lot more time on that. We could break it down further in the exact ways. Um, Sean Bolts in his in his God Secrets book um, has has a, a different list. Um, it, it, some things he calls under a different name or a different title. Um, he has smells under there as well, which is an interesting one. Um, we've done some. I went to uh, Hull last year to um, a conference with Dan McCollum at uh, Jared Cooper's church, and. Um, they, they did some activations where they encouraged us to ask God for a fragrance or an aroma, uh, which is a really interesting one. I think he tells a story. I think Sean Bolts tells a story. He was with a lady and he smelt a perfume. That She wasn't wearing that perfume, but he, he got that smell. And it was a perfume that one of his friends wears. Um, and that linked into her name, I think. And then he used that to to, to break in and, and pray for her. So, again, interesting one to be to be open to. Um, right. So, that's some of the different ways in which God can speak to us. I'm sure some of you will identify with some of those ways. Some of those ways might be new, different to you, and you're like, I'm not sure. Um, but those are some, some of the different ways that, uh, that God likes to speak to us. Um, so, I think that alongside this, we know how God speaks. We also need to know where God likes to speak to us. Uh, so for myself, it's not always in a completely silent environment. I'm not kind of dedicated to on my knees praying, come on, God, speak to me. Um, it's often while, um, as I said, I like to run. Um, so when I'm running, is is just me and my music and, and God, basically. And that's a lot of the time where God will will give things to me. Um, other times I'll be in the car um, got a certain stretch of road going to work where I'm always kind of just queuing into this roundabout and then so many times God's just given me something on that road on that stretch of road while I'm just sat queuing and I'm not really paying too much attention I'm just on autopilot um, and, and God will just highlight something to me um, so I, think, I just think it's really good to know where God likes to speak to you. So we know how he does, where he likes to speak to us, and then we've always got a place. Like I said, God is speaking all the time. He can speak to you in the car, shopping right now. Um, you know, we had some great examples this morning during worship of, of God speaking to people and then those people bringing it, and it, it was really good. So we've just got to be aware of, of that God can speak all the time. But if we've got a specific place or a specific activity where we know we can go and do that or we can go and be with God then it's good to know um, where God likes to speak to us um, so the other thing another thing to uh, to remember is it it is important that we ask God to speak to us um, if we want to hear from God if we want to know even if it's just for our own lives you know I'm up here talking about mainly giving to others be it corporately as the church or to other people individually but you know very important that we hear God for ourselves um, and if that's all that, that people do then then it's it's something that um, that is good so we should ask God to speak and we should expect him when we ask we should expect him to speak so don't be you know don't ask God God will you give me some stuff and then go oh is that from God 
if you're going to ask him to do something, expect that he'll do it. Um, again, caveat, disclaimer, if it's within, you know, if it lines up with the Bible, if it's in within his will and purpose, I'm not saying let's go and ask God for Ferrari. Um, God, why have you not given me that Ferrari? You know, just got to caveat that because I don't want somebody to come back and say, well, I asked God for something and he didn't give it to me. Um, so, I mentioned earlier um, that I love to listen to music. Um, and often, if you, again, if you know me, I don't listen to worship music all the time. Um, I, I like to listen to rock music. Um, and that's just how, again, when I'm out running, it's really good. Uh, it's how I process things, how I get rid of any stress. Um, so that people will say, well, you shouldn't listen to that. That's not Christian. I do have been... Um, I used to listen to pretty much anything. Um, over time, I have been convicted that you know, some stuff's just not helpful. Um, there is some stuff out there that's just really not helpful. Um, so, but again, I'll listen to, to a lot of things that, that are not Christian. I have found over time, again, I've found some really good Christian rock bands. Um, they are out there. You've got to look and you've got to go through some <laughs> to find them. Um, but there is, there is some good stuff out there, again. Um, so, yeah. So what I'm not saying is go and listen to anything. I'm not saying go and watch anything on TV. I'm not saying you can watch any movie because some stuff's just not really very helpful. Um, and no matter what, it's just, it just not helpful. But what I am saying is that God will use those things to... Um, to speak to us. God speaks through through my music that I listen to all the time, whether it's Christian or not. Um, he speaks to me through films, through what I watch on TV. Um, and what I'm trying to encourage is just that we should be open, that we shouldn't necessarily say, right, I'm going to pray now and I'm going to go in my Bible time. This is my time with God. God, would you speak to me? Right, great. God spoke. That's good. I finished that and now I'm going to crack on with my day and not expect God to don't speak to me now, God, because I'm doing something that's that's not. I'm not 100, you know, doing Bible study. Or I'm not praying, so I'm not really expecting God to speak. We should be expecting Him to speak uh, through all things, uh, whether we're out for a walk, you know, through creation, God speaks so much. So I'm just uh, encouraging us to to be open to hearing from God. Um. So, right, let's try and wrap this up. So. How do we know that it's God speaking and not just our own thoughts? Um, from experience, this is one of the most common reasons that people don't step out in, in hearing from God. They don't step out with what they've got because they just thought, well, it's just me. I'm making something up. Um, so I'll share a few stories of when God's spoken to me and um, see if that will encourage people. So basically what we try and say uh, when we're doing, like I said, when me and Natalie are doing Ignite, we're just trying to encourage people to go with the first thing that they've got. And rather than thinking, well, what if it's me? Flip it round and say, well, what if it's God? Yeah? So, I'd rather go, nah, I'd rather go with something. I'm going to do something in a minute. Um, I'd rather share it and nobody respond than walk out the door not sure, not having shared it. And, you know, thinking, oh, what if somebody needed to hear that today? Um, right. 
So, um, a few quick stories of my my journey. So the first um, pathetic picture I can remember getting is uh, we used to be in Matt and Lou's uh, small group. Um, Matt and Lou are now off in, in Burton. Um, I think I got a picture of, of a lantern and moths going around the light and it was something. It was good. Um, but that, you know, that was the first one I can really remember getting. Um, I would be very young in my, in my walk with God then. Um, it was well over 10 years ago. Um, so I was just sharing something I thought God had given me. Um, so I'd, I would kind of grow from that. Me and Natalie very soon took that life group over, and uh, we, we, yeah, we were leading it for for a good number of years. And I would get very comfortable in sharing in small group uh, or, at, or at prayer meetings, smaller settings. I was very comfortable with because um, prayer meeting is just basically a bigger bigger life group or smaller life group depending on which prayer meeting you're at um, so I would um, be very comfortable sharing in those settings and I had a, a, a hurdle to get over which was Sunday mornings at church I couldn't bring anything um, on a Sunday morning it was a mental block or, or whatever um, but it, just, it was too big uh, Sundays were too big um, getting in front of the whole church I didn't you know, did I know everyone in life group I knew? Um, they knew me. And oh, like I said, I was comfortable there, but something on a Sunday morning was just holding me back. Um, and so, yeah, I, it was something, you know, well, I used to share it in life group, and I'd say, I really want to, I'm getting all this stuff, I want to bring it on a Sunday. And, you know, we prayed about it and stuff, and um, eventually I did. Um, brought a few things on, on a Sunday morning and that seemed to just you know break something um, and God started really then accelerating what he was giving me and I felt like, and it probably was, I was up almost every Sunday with something and I've just got to say that uh, the church was very gracious in that time because looking back a lot of the stuff that I was bringing was for myself Um it's not necessarily something that I would bring now for the church because I think it was just for myself um, a lot of the time. So that's just something that I've had to learn um, is to, you know, because it is hard. You'll get something and it's so often it will feel, it will resonate with you um, because God often speaks to you even though he's speaking to, it's for others as well. Um, so I get lots of words that were personal to me but then I, I, would, I would want to share them because I felt like that's, and sometimes, you know, people would say, yeah, that really spoke to me, and that's great. Um, but, yeah, I think a lot of the things that I brought were just God speaking to me, and I was just sharing it publicly. Um, that's great, because it, it helped me grow, and I got lots of encouragement from people. So, um, fast forward a little bit to um, kind of kicks me on to the next level of where we're trying to go now, um, is we went to, well, 2016... Uh, we went as a group down to Horsham. They were doing a conference down there. They had Julian Adams with them. Um, and if you know Julian, he brings, um, again, some really specific words. So he was on the, I think it was a Sunday, it was a Saturday night. He was bringing out people's um, bank cards. He had the bank, he had the, 
bank card number, he had people's uh, names, he, he had all that kind of stuff, and they're just like blown away that God could, you know, could use someone in this way, and it was really cool to see. Um, later on that year, we went to Devoted, um, 2016, and uh, Andy Robinson and the guys from Horsham again were there, and they were doing a Life in the Spirit zone, and me and Natalie attended that. And just just being around those guys really just provokes you to do some some stuff or want to do some stuff. And they had a guy with them um, called Dave Price, and he was talking about having someone's uh, telephone number. And again, I thought that's just so, so cool. So we had a great time at that devoted. We're helping out in the uh, in the in the family encounter zone as well. So we're just spending a lot of time praying for people, uh, you know, hearing from God. So it was just it was just a, go- a great time. And we came back from that. And as you come back from a conference, you're kind of pumped up. You're feeling topped up on your Holy Spirit. You're, you're at that level. Um, so I went out for a run, and um, I just running as I do. God was speaking, and I just running down this this uh, place where I've run before, and I just I just said to God, I said, wouldn't it be cool if you gave me someone's telephone number? That'd be really cool. So then, his number pops into my head. So I'm like, right, I'm running. I don't run with my phone. I've just got my watch on, my headphones, and I'm probably halfway around. So I've got to get back home, still remembering this number in my head. So <laughs> I'm just saying it over and over. In my head, I keep remembering this number. Um, and I get home, come upstairs to get showered. and um, I didn't write it down straight away because it, <laughs> it was ingrained in my head so much. Um, I didn't write it down straight away. I got in the shower and I got out and I told Natalie, I said, I think, someone, I think God's given me someone's telephone number. So she's like, oh, what is it? So we get out, we get the phones out as you do and you're flicking through, putting in the number, seeing if there's anybody you know. There wasn't anybody we knew. And then I thought, I need to stop doing that. I can't. You know, I just go with it. Uh, so I messaged Graham that week. I said, I think I've got somebody's telephone number. I need to share it on Sunday. I was asking people at work, is this your telephone number? Because um, I really thought it was for, for one of my friends at work. He said, no. Um, so like, I've got to bring it on the Sunday. So that Sunday came. We were doing feedback about the devoted weekend. Um, so right at the end, stood pretty much where I am now, and I read out these six digits. I said, I think this is someone's, the last part of someone's phone number. And um, just to do it for a bit, and everyone gets the phone out. They're doing what we were doing, checking the phones, and nobody responded. Graham jumped up to rescue me and said, well done, Paul, for having a go. That's really good. You've done a great job. Just, just got up here and had a go. I'm like, yes, I got up and had a go. Didn't work, but it's okay. Um, so he kind of jumped off the stage I was doing tea and coffee that day so I was running out to do tea and coffee and everyone's saying well um, and I get out the door and I'm walking down and uh, Naomi shouts me says Paul I said what so I go back in she says come back in so I run back in and again people saying thank you well done <laughs> I'm trying to get back in I think we found the person um, and um, Naomi led me to uh, to Kat, uh, who was her friend. I didn't know Kat at all at the time. Um, and understandably, Kat was, uh, was new to, to the church environment and somebody reading out your 
bit, your phone number is a bit weird at the best of times. Um, <laughs> so she didn't quite know how to uh, to respond. So she told Naomi and Naomi got me back in. So um, I think the thing is that the telephone number was just to identify the person. Um, I had something to go with it, which is always helpful because otherwise it was just a bit like, oh, you just know my telephone number. That's a bit weird. Um, so I had something to go with it. Um, which I shared with Kat, and it seemed to uh, it seemed to resonate, and that was just one of the steps on your journey to to God, um, and sort of lots of other stuff. You know, if you want to know, go speak to Kat afterwards, and, and she'll tell you. Um, but that was just one thing that was on on her journey to to God, um, so that was really cool, and you know. I wanted to share that story, but at the same time, I didn't because it's like I think to myself, I think, well, that's three years ago. You know, what have you been doing since? You know, it's just like. But I'm encouraged when Jared Cooper comes down, or when me and Natalie watched him on uh, TBN, I think it was. He tells the same stories all the time, um, and at the end of the day, if it's a good story, it's a good story. So, um, so yeah, I'll keep sharing that story. I think till I don't know, I'm finished. Um, but it is a good story. God's done other things with me. I've tried um, numbers. I had ran up to Carlisle, uh, stood in front of this small church, about 25, 30 people. Had loads of things, had names, had numbers. I thought, oh, I'm going to smash this. Brilliant. You know, read out first, is, is there such a body and such a body here? I can't remember the names now. And the thing is, when you're in a small church and the leader of the church is sat right at the front, he knows everybody in his church. So he knows them by name. So he's just kind of like, is there a such and such body here? Nope, nope, we don't have anybody called that. <laughs> they're, they're not here. <laughs> oh, couldn't have any visitors? No, so just a flat no. So I tried some other stuff as well. Um, and they had, I had four digits, and, and I think it was this lady's, well, it was this lady's pin number, which again was a bit sensitive. Um, <laughs> so we just termed it as it may be something to do with your finances. Um, I felt when God gave it to me, it was a pin number in it, and it was a pin number. Um, so there's just you know some really cool stuff that that God's been doing in me, um, and that's pretty much me done. Um, but I always think when you're going to talk about this stuff, it's you know I can tell stories that I've done, but what are you doing now? So I think it's always good to try and uh, demonstrate. I think practice what you preach is the uh, is the term. So. We will have a go. Um, I have two numbers that I feel God has given me. That's the Bible. It's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> because I've done it before now, so I'm, I'm confident and I'm secure that if I get it wrong, then I'm demonstrating how to get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, because it will happen. If you want to go for this, and I encourage you to actively seek uh, God in this area. It may not be numbers. It may just be hearing from him. But, you know, if you're going to step out in the prophetic, you're not always going to get it right. Um, So you've got to learn how to get it. Perhaps. Or perhaps we'll get it right. So first number is uh, 345687. Nobody's getting their phones out. So everybody, does everybody know their own phone number? That's helpful. Because last time we had people getting their phones out. So that's nobody's number then. 
Oh, thank you. That's fine. So the other number I felt was um, 267845. So I'm, I'm, I always imagine this to be the last part of your phone number, but it could be within the middle of your phone number. Um, so 267845. No one. I know it's, I know it's not date of births because I get six digits and I'm like, is it a phone number? Is it a date of birth? This doesn't work as a date of birth, so it's definitely not that. So if that's no one as well, nobody's running at me wildly, so I guess it's a no. So that's fine. Um, I did have one other thing that I wanted to share, and then I think, uh, Anne, have you got something as well? Right. So um, this was actually, again, for, for yourself, Kat. Uh, sorry to pick on you. <laughs> um, I just, I just got I just got the name Catherine, um, and then I got Crone and Princess. Um, so I don't know if you wanted to be a princess when you were younger, but um, no, no. Um, I just felt that God wanted to say to you that you are a princess, you are royalty. When when you when you come to know God, we sit under Him. You know, He's the King, and, and we become members and of that royalty. Um, so I just think God wanted to remind you that um, you are a princess to him and all that comes with that, all that comes with that title you have. Um, and yeah, that was pretty much it. Anne. Um, when we the prophetic song that was brought and the two prophetic words that were brought and about the relationship that God wants us and about our hearts. I felt there was somebody here who was like sitting on the outside and they were looking and they were thinking, that's not for me because I haven't got that relationship with God. And I just, w just felt to say that if that's you this morning, please don't go away without speaking to somebody. You can speak to Rachel or Adam, you can speak to Paul or any of the members of the welcome team. Thank you. Thank you, Anne. So, yep, that's me done. Thank you for indulging me. Thank you for listening to me. Um, I know we're a bit late on time, so we're just going to wrap up there, I think. Um, there's tea and coffee shared in the, uh, served in the other room over there. And thank you very much. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at 